Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in every Monday for your weekly reading and on Wednesdays to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy. The conversation is starting now. You are in for a treat today because I have a special guest that I am so incredibly excited that she agreed to be on the show and that is Nicole Bigley. So if you haven't heard of Nicole, she's probably best known for being the host of an, an amazing, incredible podcast called A Psychic Story. And I was actually on her podcast and I will definitely put a link in the show notes because you definitely have to tune in there. But Nicole has this energy. She just, I don't know what it is about her, but when you listen to our conversation, I know you're going to be immersed inside of this spiritual realm that's just really going to help you raise up your vibration and feel more connected to your higher self and to spirit like never before. So Nicole is also a Reiki master, an energy healer, a psychic, intuitive, and a truth seeker. So she's actually been talking to angels like her whole entire life and she shares some of those stories with us today. And if you're anything like me, you just find it incredibly fascinating when people have had these gifts since a young age. And now Nicole has actually teamed up with Scott Gruen and they created this book called Looking for angels. So I definitely encourage everyone to go pick up a copy. However, if you want to win a copy of this book, okay, where I will send it directly to you, then you need to jump on over to the Rise Into Your Power group in Facebook and then comment your favorite memoji, okay? So that's all you have to do to be able to win a copy of this book. And I mean, this book is amazing. It is like the spiritualist Bible, as in it gives you a play-by-play of every single thing you need to know, and it really goes into detail. So whereas, you know, there are some parts that are very scientific to where you can really grasp the understanding of like energies and things like that, they also have the spiritual side. And inside of that spiritual side, we talk about the bill of spiritual rights. And it's so funny because Nicole definitely dives in deeper in this conversation with that for us, but it also has like a index in the back that gives you like all of the different angels and how it's talked about inside of the book and I absolutely love this and there's also a part in the book where they have stories and I am so incredibly blessed and so excited that they actually decided to use one of my stories so when you pick up the book definitely turn to that page and you are going to see um, repeating numbers okay as a sign and a story from Heather D as in Heather Danielle, yours truly. So definitely pick up your copy or try to win a copy. But until then, I hope that you sit back and you relax and you just absorb some of this awesomeness that Nicole is bringing with us today. And if you want to check out anything of hers, because look, she's a Patreon. I didn't even know she had that. Go ahead and check the link in the show notes because it is all there for you. Nicole, we are so excited that you are able to come on and have this conversation with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a while. 
And I know that many of us have been looking forward to it as well. And some of my listeners know you very, very well. They know you from a Psychic Story podcast. But for those who haven't met you yet and don't know you, like, who is Nicole? Like, where did you begin on your spiritual journey? What should we know about you? Oh my goodness. My spiritual spiritual journey has been very long. I, you know, I'll just tell kind of a very quick part of, of my childhood growing up. Both of my fam- family members or sides of my family rather come from a spiritual background. So growing up on my mom's side, my dad's side, talking to all my grandparents, they were all very open to all the things. And so I was very lucky in that respect. And so early on in my childhood, I really felt Archangel Michael very strongly around me. I couldn't see him, but I could feel his presence or his essence and started to, as we would say, psychically communicate more telepathically and through my Claire's And then as I got older, that went away a little bit. I wouldn't say it went away as much as I just wasn't focused on the spiritual as much. I was focused on growing up. And about, I would say, four and a half, five years ago, I had a message from Spirit because I was doing a lot of prayer work. Every night before I would go to bed, I was had it all, you know, the car, the job, the relationships, the friends, everything, the house, and just thought, why am I so sad? Why, what am I missing? What is the part of my life that I just need to push forward a little bit more and, and, and uncover? And I heard very clearly, you need to start a podcast. And this was before podcasting was really a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you not know this part? No, no. Oh, okay. I did not. Okay. Yeah. So, I heard you need to start a podcast. And this is when podcasts were around, but they weren't like they are today, obviously. Now everybody seems to have one and that's great. And I think it's because the technology just made it so accessible. But I said, okay, a podcast, I don't know the first thing about them. What do I do? All those things. But they gave me the name, A Psychic Story. I mean, it was just literally like this massive download. And I was tired, but I felt also relieved. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to bed. But in the morning, I'm going to take a look and see because surely somebody has this name or surely this podcast is around or whatever else. Nope, nothing like that. So I was able to just start to build it from there. And that was about six months before the pandemic really broke out. Wow. Yeah. And it was, and the other thing I was getting was it was urgent. It was just this, you know, we always get urgent calls from spirit or we think that they're urgent calls, but this one was, you need to do it. And I said, is there no way we can wait? And they said, no. And they wouldn't give me any insight as to why. Now looking back, I know why, because we were all stuck in our homes and we were looking for things, whether it was to cook and find comfort that way, whether it was to find community online or to learn more about our spirituality as we were going inward. So that's how a psychic story got started. And I will fun kind of little side note too here is that I was really afraid to to share my story, not because my friends and family weren't aware about my spirituality or my psychic abilities or anything like that, but I was afraid because I had a full-time and still do PR job. And I thought, here is someone who is going to step out of her own professional brand and then be very open about what I am and who I am and and how uh, this information comes to me. And I was afraid that maybe I would get fired or that people would really judge me or people that weren't aware that were my friends may not be. And I just had that analogy of if a tree falls in the woods, or that metaphor rather, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, did it really happen? And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. Spirit led me this way. I have always trusted. They've never led me astray. And so I did it. And then now it's a, you know, a top, it's a top charted spiritual podcast. And so I feel that that is obviously through the listeners, but also from universe and God. And here I am today. 
I talking know. to and you. Isn't it amazing to look at the ripple effect that you had since you started this podcast? It is amazing mm -hmm. how it's brought people together. And that's I was been the biggest gift. Yes. yes. And it's like I kept in touch with other people who reached out to me afterwards, other guests that you have. And, you know, one thing that's really funny is I actually had that as my next question was what inspired you to start a psychic story? <laughs> so you must be very in tuned. But what I didn't know was about the prayer work that you did. Now, is this something that anybody can do? Like, what does that entail? entail? Yeah. And I will say that. So my, on my mom's side, she was raised Catholic. I was baptized Catholic, Catholic, but I didn't grow up Catholic. I think we went to church like a handful of times, you know, if there's a wedding or a funeral or something like that, we, we moved around a lot. So I just want to kind of say that, but it was again, through me growing up and me feeling Archangel Michael and understanding and wanting to learn more about angels, not through a religious background. So just wanted to share that my dad's family was more open as far as different types of religions. And so I was very, you know, just learning about all of that piece. Sorry, what was the question? I just lost it because oh. I was getting a download. Oh, hey, keep on going with the download. We were talking about your prayer work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that when we're saying prayer work, it wasn't really like, you know, me and a religious thing. So when you ask the question, can anyone do it? Absolutely. To me, pr prayer is more like intention. It's like a focused meditation because I'm not very good at meditating. I try all the time. I've gotten a lot better over the years, but I just you did what I did when I was a child. You know, God, universe source, you taught me the guest thing, by the way. But um, at the time I was, it was really God. It was my spirit team. It was Archangel Michael. Help me understand higher self really help me become aligned with my higher self. And I just didn't know what to do. And again, I think this was probably for seven months and I would just lay in bed because that's usually my practices before I wake up in the morning or as I'm going to sleep, just trying to connect with God or my higher self and just say those things like A Course in Miracles would, what would you have me say? Where'd you have me go into whom or whatever, but anyone can do it. It's really however you feel led. I do get a lot of questions like that from clients who come to me. I'm sure you do as well. Like, do I pray wrong or how do I pray or yes. what is meditation? or how's the intention? It's whatever works for you, quite frankly. And then how do you know that they're talking to you? Because you said that, you know, you were able to get some of this insight about, you know, starting the podcast, but how did that come to you? Like, how did that feel? Yeah, great question. So when I was younger and it was connecting with Michael, it was more we would call it as psychics uh, presence and energy and just knowing something was around and then slowly starting to understand more my intuitive abilities for this, I would call and refer to it more like a download. You know, we have our computers, our phones, we have information or files and images that we download all the time. So when spirit or source is sending us information, at least this is how I know it's coming from a higher place. It's things or that I wouldn't necessarily think about, or things are so profound or, their ideas and insights that are way outside my human brain and capability. So again, hadn't been thinking about a podcast or anything, just very open as far as what is it? Do I quit my job and move to Tahiti? Do I do more prayer work or meditate? What is it? And then so I just heard, it was like a thought more than anything in my mind, you need to start a podcast. And then I saw <clears throat> podcast in my mind's eye clairvoyantly podcast. And then another thought, it's called a psychic story. And then I saw a psychic story clairvoyantly in my mind. So those, for me, it's not always the case and how that information or those messages are apparent. But I find, and I'm sure you probably do too, that when you have more of your intuitive abilities and just one kind of popping in with those messages to kind of confirm it or build, as I 
so you know, so to speak, then that's when I know it's a really big exclamation point that you have to pay attention. But that's how it started. And it was just then after that one thing after the other, do this, do this, get a website, do all these things. And I was like, whoa, 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 this influx of information. And I thought, uh-huh. I don't know if I really want to do this or like you have to. And I'm like, okay, I'll look at it in the morning. And then that's kind of how that went. Oh my gosh. So what were you doing? Were you just doing your PR job when this came about or were you doing like sessions on the side? No, what was your life I, wasn't, like? I wasn't doing anything like a psychic at all, really, other than, you know, my friends would know, Hey, you know, help me find this or they would ask questions, but they knew it wasn't like something I did all the time. It was really more in conversation. You know, you, you go out with your girlfriends, have wine, or they come over for dinner, you're hanging out. Hey, I'm going through this life change. What, Nicole, what are you getting? That sort of thing. It wasn't, you know, a business. And I never thought that honestly a psychic story or the podcast would even be a business. And it isn't right now either. I'm not monetizing the podcast. We'll get to sessions in a second. But as far as my day-to-day -day life, yeah, my PR job was pretty intense, very demanding. I was a lead in a practice at a global PR firm. And I had you know 20 people reporting into me. I had major, major brands and companies. I worked I think my lightest days would be working 12-hour days, and it would be a Monday through a Sunday thing, crises all the time, because you know that's just what also we do in PR is if there's a client crisis or a situation. And so you could even, and I, and I knew that that was burnout and that that wasn't, but I loved being able to communicate and talk to people. I loved the type of work that I did, but there was also this reflection of do I have the right clients? Am I part of the problem? You know, giving and narrating and, and creating that brand for things that maybe their products or services I don't quite believe in. So there, there, there was that kind of internal growth. And I start was looking at it, but it was more about there's something beyond. I've spent 20 plus years doing this. There's something beyond. What am I missing? And I knew it was spiritual. So then when the podcast came around and I just decided to trust and started to do it, everything just fell in line. It was like we say the next step, the next step unfolded, the next breadcrumb, and the sky didn't fall. I, you know, I didn't lose friends. I wasn't fired from my job. You know, uh, there was all these things. And then, you know, very quickly, the sessions didn't happen until I would say about a year ago. And Spirit, same thing, said it was right when I was preparing before, uh, preparing for an interview, and I heard you need to do sessions. And I said, but the whole point of the podcast is I connect, I can connect listeners with people like Heather. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I yes. connect, you know, I, I don't need to do the sessions. What do you mean? Like, and I still have a full-time job plus a podcast. Why do I need to do sessions? And in hindsight, it helped me really develop my, develop my own psychic abilities because I was doing it more frequently. But also it helps me understand and being the practitioner and to better vet people who are on the podcast. Not that I have them do readings for me or anything else like that. It just really opened up the door in a lot more meaningful ways. And there are people who have, you know, reached out to me and said, you literally saved my life um, or there were things like that. So it's been rewarding. And I know I'm making a difference with people in the sessions and I can see how it is not scammy, you know, because most people think of psychics yes. or world out there is like, oh my gosh, you just read cards or how is that growth or you do these things. And so it's been so eye opening about how important this work is, not the sessions, but spreading our light and spreading our message to as many people as possible.
Oh my gosh. Yes. And I think that your sessions are so needed because I, I don't know about you, but I feel like this draw to like help out more and more and more people just to get them to like believe in their light, to believe Mm -hmm. that they have this, to hold on to something that's bigger than themselves, especially when we get just so sucked into some of the craziness of the world. And it's like, no, sometimes like having like those readings or those sessions or whatnot, it just really helps people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love how much coincidences are like in your life. And there's so many things that I want to talk about right now. But one thing that's really coming up is I also have a full-time government job. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Okay. That wow. kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I do all of this in addition to, and that is one thing that I hear a lot from people where they're like, oh, I can't do this. And I can't do that at the same time. They're like, oh, I work full time. So I can't either a learn my spiritual development. You know, I can't, I don't have time for classes and courses, or I don't have time for my spiritual side. So what do you say to that? If it's important to you, if, if it's important to you, you will make the time. Hard stop. I mean, again, I was working 12, 13, 14 hour days, Monday through Sunday. So a big part of after I got over, how the heck do you start a podcast? (laughs) I was like, when am I going to find the time to do it? But then there was also that part that lit me up and I made the time because, you know, and it wasn't pretty in the beginning. I mean, it was all over the place with things, just trying to figure it out, but I did it. And then it was that part, I think to me is the most rewarding because looking back, trusting the universe and trusting my team and myself, quite frankly, was that push that was needed to just open doors on so many levels. So I say to people that I know it's hard. I'm not discounting that. And it is hard to find that time, but it's for you. And in also people saying, well, that's selfish. If I, if I want to help other people or want to do these other things, well, that's great if you want to help other people do these other things, but you still have to do that spiritual self-care. You still need to follow your own North star and that guiding light and an alignment with your higher self. And what does that look like in order to then eventually help other people? If that is your part of your purpose too. So it's that ripple effect. It's the butterfly flapping its wings, you know, on one side of the, the butterfly effect of one side of the earth. And then this, it creates a tsunami or the tidal wave on the other that's that that's how things manifest and unfold oh my gosh yes I think that's 100% like exactly how I feel about it as well it's like and then once you realize and you start going down that path I just think like your life becomes so much easier just kind Mm -hmm. of like how you did you were able to like sense what you needed to do through thoughts and that kind of thing and then to start this podcast and then all of a sudden you're changing people's lives you know the same thing kind of happened with me was I kept on like listening to podcasts on my walk and it was so weird because every single freaking podcast was talking about how start a podcast and I was like (laughs) what are you talking about that was a sign that was a sign that you needed to start one (laughs) yes and it's so funny because yeah I get sometimes messages be like oh I found your podcast at 3 a.m and it was talking exactly what I needed and it's just so like not I want to say just humbling but it's such compassion because it's like wow you are really dealing with something bigger than yourself Mm -hmm. um now one other thing that people have a really hard time with is doubting that doubting it all the time like I swear I think it's a sign of your sign people like shout out if you're listening yeah we talked right t- yeah we talked about that when you first came on and I love that people always bring that up to me <laughs> oh do they yes mm-hmm. it's like and, and I feel like so many people have that they keep on doubting it and I have the story and I forget the word but one of my clients I said hey go ahead and ask them for like a sign that kind of thing so the girl's like okay I forget the word I think it was butterscotch and so she was like okay I want this friend to say the word butterscotch 
if this is correct, you know, like whatever her question was. So they went out and there was like six of them at a table and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, like, it seemed like it was out of the blue. That friend started talking about butterscotch candies and she just couldn't believe it. And then she goes to me, Heather, do you think this is a sign? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, How? it's not. No, we just made it. Up. In fact, I knew your friend. I called her and I told her to just say <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Do you think this is a sign? And I'm like, oh my gosh, our spirit guides, our past loved ones, our angels are on the other side being like, how could I make it any more clear? So when we have those doubts, you know, when we're just like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's my angels. I don't know if it's a sign. You know, it seems like you have a lot of experience with that. So any ways that we can mitigate that doubt? Oh gosh, there's so many. The first one that I always go to and I suggest to people is recognize that you're having doubt. That's the surest way, in my opinion, to really break through and to keep your vibration at the level to receive information and messages. Because if we doubt, we're like, oh, shoot, am I? And then we're in our head. But also we then tend to get on top of ourselves and in judgment of ourselves about having that doubt. So being respectful or even just acknowledging that we have it is that first step as I find it. And then the other is it's okay that I have doubt and then just continue to kind of move forward and ask, you know, whatever you need. Sometimes, yeah, you do need that further validation or that signier sign or whatever, and that's okay. But eventually it comes to a point where you got to just get over that and you do really need to start to trust. I can't help you. Heather can't help you. Your guides and angels can't help you. God can't help you if you're going to not trust or have that faith or that conviction that, hey, I do have, there's, you know, I, I always look back at it as think about how amazing life is, how hard it was for us, for you to be here, for me to be here. I mean, the the odds, the scientific stats of us actually being born and surviving and getting here, it's like, again, it's all stacked up against us, but life is amazing and we are here. And there's something there, that life force energy that enabled us to be. And so when you think about that as a whole and a core concept, then of course there's going to be some sort of force or energy guiding us, supporting us, protecting, whatever that is. Do you know what I mean? And then you're worried about butterscotch. And I'm not saying no judgments, (laughs) no judgments about the the butterscotch thing as much as it's just have a little faith, have a little trust and- and move forward. I don't know what you tell your, um, you know, people who ask you the same question, but that's usually what I, those are my go-tos. Oh my gosh. But I absolutely love that though. Cause it reminds me of that saying, you know, where it's feel the fear and do it anyways, but it's the same exact thing. It's like almost like feel the doubt and then do it anyways. And then I always say you might mm-hmm. doubt it, but then the more and more you keep trusting in it yes. and it's like, the more it'll become obvious, you know, because one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about, because you're talking about all these synchronicities is also with your book, Looking for Angels, <laughs> because with like, now tell us exactly what happened there, because you explained it in the book, but, mm-hmm. you know, we want to hear it from you about how this came to be. Yeah, it was almost exactly like the podcast, honestly, in terms of how I got the messages. So just imagine and, and remember what I said earlier about how the thought and then the visual of the words were coming through clairvoyantly. And it tends to happen when I am, again, either in prayer or trying to do a meditation or my intention is tapping into, you know, source, that sort of thing. And so hence when I was praying and obviously in my bed and then with the book, I was preparing for a client session and I one of the questions that the person wanted to ask 
ask was, how do I connect with my guides and angels? And this was just something that of a theme. I also find that as practitioners, certain people have certain clients or people that are looking for certain things. I don't have on my website, hey, connect with your guides and angels as an option. It just happens to be a question a lot of people ask. So I'm seeing that pattern like, okay, a lot of people are asking this. I'm having these individual sessions. Do I do a podcast episode or whatever? And that thought kind of popped in my head and then I put it aside and push aside. No, I need to find what the tips are for this person who's asking me this, these questions. And then I heard and saw, you need to write about us. And I thought, okay, I'm trying to tune in for this person and their message. And you're giving me messages for myself. And I was trying to push it away. And then I, and then I heard, no, you need to write about us. So I thought, okay, do I do a blog post? I don't really have a blog. <laughs> I do the episodes do, And they were like, no blog, no episode, a book. And I just started laughing, but it was like an irritated laugh. Like, you've got to be kidding me. I have a full-time job still. I'm doing this podcast. Now I'm doing client sessions and now you want to write a book. And so then this was when around the time I was starting to learn how to better set spiritual and also energetic boundaries in my spiritual life. And so I said, I will absolutely honor your request if you bring me the right resources and or it's in the right divine time. And I said, whether it's a publisher or it's self-publishing and somebody already has the funds or I don't know, the funds just magically show up in my, whatever it is. I said, I don't care how you make it happen, but I will honor it. And I honestly thought I bought myself some time, like it was going to take a year or so. And within not even 48 hours later, I had an email from my co-author, Dr. Scott Guerin. I'm writing a book about angels. I wrote about the science, the psychology, the religion, but I don't know the modern day angel part can you write that part? And I'm happy to help you with that. And I'm self-funding. It was all the things I asked. And I just was like, I have to do this now. Oh my God. Is it still not mind blowing to it, know that yeah. happened? And even I guys, I mean, even I sometimes doubt. So when we were talking about doubt, you know, in your mind, you're like, is this just me wanting to force that piece of the puzzle in and I, because people have been coming to me about angels and then I thought, well, maybe it's an episode. Do I want to write a book? And so you, in your mind, you're like, isn't me, but the way the messages came through, the way I set those boundaries and or requests and asked, and then asking you shall receive. And then how quickly it came in was a, another sign. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still amazed, but I'm amazed in gratitude, you know, that they're truly there to help us. Oh my gosh. And I love to, and you know that I'm a sign girl. So the fact that you actually talked back to the sign, because I think that was key. It's like, okay, you're, you're not alone with this when they tell you to do something or they're itching you to like move forward in a way. If you need something, whether it's courage, finances, strength, whatever mm -hmm. it is, you can literally say to them, Hey, I need this help. It's, it's Absolutely. Like a it's a two-way conversation. And one of my favorite parts of the book too, which I thought was very unique is the spiritual bill of rights. How mm -hmm. in the world did that come about? Like, cause that is awesome. Yeah. So there was something the last, I would say year and a half or so that I kept hearing spiritual bill of rights, spiritual bill of rights. There was someone else on the podcast, a psychic story where it came up again. And, and as we were talking, I said, you know, I need to find out more about the spiritual bill of rights. Like we talk about universal laws all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like gravity, you know, gravity exists and something goes down. We have the, the, the right we have free will and because of free will, nothing's going to be imposed upon us. You hear more people that get deep into sovereignty and what that means. And so I'm not going very deep there, but I did have a question as far as, okay, outside of free will and asking you shall receive and all these other things, what are 
those spiritual rights. And I thought at first it was going to be maybe a podcast episode or I would be talking about it separately, but the angels were very adamant as I was working on the book and wrapping it up that they wanted us to talk or I say us, but Scott and myself about talking about it. And so I just sat down and I said, okay, well, what are those rights? And they said, think about it. Like when you go to a doctor and there are certain things, you know, your information should be confidential. There's all of those things, but it's not just about going to a practitioner in the spiritual bill of rights. It's about what do I have? And so there's things like all human beings and spiritual beings are, you know, to be connected to God source or the divine. Like we are all connected. We are all to be free, which includes that free will and choice, which has always been a big one for me that we have freedom of thought and soul expression without judgment, going back to the judgment about, you know, what is this a sign or, or even other people or, uh, you know, to feel safe and be safe to feel and experience unconditional love. This is a big one because this is where we may say we love ourselves, but do we actually have unconditional love for ourselves? Do we actually have unconditional love for others? And even if we can't get there, unconditional love is that vibration frequency to get us connected to God, to get us connected to universe, to get us connected to source and communicate with our guides and angels, to be heard, to experience and have peace and to be healed. And if we think that we all have those rights as human beings and spiritual beings, but also any sentient, you know, being out there, animals, um, you know, our children and the elderly, those are all things. And if we lived by those and knew that not only are there are spiritual rights, but how we should actually live and show up were very important. Now, the other thing is that, and you can get the book and read if you want more, because I don't want to take up time and, and go through all of them in, in, your, in this episode for you, but is that... There's also things like if you're going to a practitioner, uh, you know, that I I feel that they should be doing, you know, they should be honest with what to expect, um, you know, to close down the session and sever the energetic connection. And if you think about like to, to not be afraid or to feel safe, those are other things like, yes, maybe there's some not so great information you're going to get in a session occasionally, but it shouldn't be designed of, oh my God, you have a spirit attached to you and now it's going to yes. cost you thousands of money <laughs> yeah. to get, you know what I mean? Like that's just, anyway that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But that's what the spiritual bill of rights was, is that the angels were like, so many people need to understand what are those basic laws universally? And then how do we apply them on a spiritual level? Oh my God. And I love all of them. And when you were talking, I just had this glimpse of like, we need to like have this printed out and like on, Mm -hmm. on like the wall, you know, it's almost like the spiritual, you know, 10 commandments, if you will, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's something that's really going to help remind us, you know, that we're not alone, that we're not separate, that we are truly meant to come down here to have that soul expression, like you were just talking about. Um, And I think that having that as a reminder all of the time, it's, it's so important. And I forgot that I read that in the book about severing the cords and closing down because when I first opened up, I would be in a development circle for hours every Saturday and we never, ever cut the cords. We never, ever closed down ever. And I am like, (laughs) yeah. And part, part of me again, not, it's not judgment. It's that even myself, I would, and I think it goes back to back when I was in my early twenties and I did Reiki, it was always about, okay, I'm severing the energy. And we forget again as practitioners to do it. But even when I was doing that and doing sessions, I would still like, as I'm falling asleep, a a thought would pop in my head and I would still get information for a client. And I'm like, no, 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 sever the cord, sever the cord. So it just became more and more apparent and obvious that I think that sometimes we just have more connections with people, you know, Mm -hmm. and those don't just go away right when you snap your fingers. You do need to do things to ground or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, but it is funny, like, especially 
you forget these things. It's kind of like riding a bike. You need to practice and then get to it where it's just like automatic, I guess. Yes, exactly. And that's how it is for me all, all the time. Now it's made it a habit, but I think back on my, you know, the younger Heather, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder you felt like you were going crazy. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's easy for you and Nicole to say, you know, it's easy for you guys to do this and not to doubt and those kinds of things. Um, Like you've had those experiences, but like, what would you say to somebody on like how they could communicate with angels? Like what would be like the first step do you think they can take? Mm-hmm. Well, so the first well, there's several first steps, but I always usually say to people, and you, I know you believe the same thing because this is also what we talked about when you were on a psychic story, is that we all have intuition and some intuitive abilities are just stronger than others, meaning that it tends to be, you know, our go-to. So I always like to use the visual example. So I'm a very visual learner and And therefore, I tend to have clairvoyance or things in my mind's eye popping up visually. But I say first is starting to understand. Now, you may doubt even that you have intuitive abilities, and that's fine too. But go back to what we said before about the doubt and just start to push through it. But learn more about what your intuitive abilities are. Because that's how our guides and angels, even God communicates with us and gets our attention is through, you know, your, our emotions or our thoughts or our ability to see through our mind's eye and all the other ones. I'm not going to go through like the full list. So there's that. But then I would say the next step is to ask. Now, some people are also afraid to say, well, if I ask, I'm afraid that something bad or is going to come in or whatever. There is somewhat of a way to ask. I mean, this goes to, you know, uh, I try and be broad yet clear. So my prayer is usually, especially if I'm trying to connect for a client, but I'll use it for a person. Like I would like to connect with my guides and angels of hundred percent divine love and light. And I would like those messages to be clear and succinct and for my best and highest good. So it doesn't have to be exactly like that, but it's about to ask. I also say, if you're starting out, maybe you don't say my guides and angels, because that is a lot of guides and angels. And usually they like to work with us in the beginning. Think about like kindergarten and first grade where they aren't going to all step forward at once. Like one or two might step forward because they just want to help. It's like dating and yes. they want to get, get to know us better and that sort of thing. So if there's one that you feel particularly drawn to, it could be your grandmother who passed over on the other side because you feel comfortable talking with her or communicating with her. It could be an archangel if you have more of that religious background and upbringing or you just feel more comfortable with what I I call working with the heavy hitters, um, whatever it is, or maybe somebody in a session said, Hey, you have a spirit guide and its name is this, or you have a spirit guide, but I don't know the name, whatever it is, just ask. And you'll start to see things that are resonating and with you and, or coming through, through your intuitive abilities. And then you can start to correlate and say, okay, that is my grandmother. Or that is in the case when I was younger, Archangel Michael, and it stays consistent. And then that's when the doubt starts to slip away because through that consistency, and then you work with another one, you're like, wow, that, that person's really different. It's kind of like, you know, your personality, Heather is different than my personality. So mm-hmm. if we're on the other side, you, somebody's going to know pretty quickly, is that Heather or is that Nicole? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. And just be open and go back to, if you have doubt, you know, be respectful of it, but then push through and slowly and slowly, but surely you work those intuitive muscles, your guides and angels connect with you more. 
Oh, I oh my gosh, I'm right there with you. And for some reason, too, I was getting these glimpses of people that are listening that are like, oh, my gosh, like I need to know everything. I need to know all the steps. Like, so definitely take what Nicole said. But then I also think, too, that your book is so thorough with every single piece of information that somebody would need to know about connecting to whether it's a spirit guide, an angel. You know, I think it kind of goes across the board, almost like the mm -hmm. same way of connecting, because I think 100 percent what you said, it's like this focus on one, you know, establish that relationship. And then if you have any of those questions, or if you're that person that wants to know all those details, your book has the science portion of it. It has the examples of the angel stories at the end. And then in the middle, it goes through every little thing that you'll need to know, because I think too, that will also help out with the self doubt, because then you'll have like all the information mm -hmm. right there. And you'll be able to understand it more. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, yeah. And I love that too. Thanks for saying that because I really wanted it to be, well, obviously this was a special request from the angels, <laughs> not from me, but they they were like, make it accessible. So it's all in a book. You don't have to take a course. If you want to take a course, that's great. There are many out there that say, if you want to learn about your intuition or you want to connect with your guides and angels and or they're all together. Anyway, there's so many options and I think it can get really confusing for people because they get overwhelmed about all those options. And I'm always like, you are your own best compass, you know, trusting your intuition going there at the same time we want community. So yes, absolutely. The book is meant to be something that is accessible and has as much as possible in there for you to le learn. There's so many exercises about opening up your intuitive abilities and then connecting more with your guides and angels, but yes. And I don't know why I wasn't going to ask you this question, but I guess the angels want me to ask it to you, which is what is your favorite part of the book? Oh, goodness. I what is my favorite? Yeah, yes. I would say my favorite part is probably just from the pro going through the process of it is all of the sections about the angels and the ascended masters, because it's when you go in, it's kind of like a dictionary. So if you're looking one up and you can refer back to it, I would say that's my favorite part because every time I thought I was done, they'd be like, and then this, add this. I'm like, are you kidding me? It just got to be, and we were having a lot of fun with it. And I had a lot of uh, just like I'm so gra grateful and in gratitude for being able to connect with them and sense their energy on a deeper level. Some really surprised me like Zeus and some of the other more kind of Greek deities that were coming through. I was like, really? Like, you know, I don't work with them, but they were coming through. So obviously some people out there, you know, need to work with them, but I would say that's my favorite part. And then followed by the back of the book where you can uh, very easily refer to the exercises and the prayers and the intentions and because if I were going through and it was all new to me, I would want to know who is on my spirit team and then how mm -hmm. do I connect with them and then make it really easy to get to those two parts. Oh my gosh. And that was one of my favorite parts too, is the book about the spiritual team. Um, and I love that you actually have the archangels and the masters in the back. I'm holding it right now because a lot of times I practice through my Oracle cards, you know, cause there's different Oracle cards that have all the ascended masters. And so that's like an easy, like a, one of the easiest ways, but I think yours is even easier because then if you are, you know, getting drawn to learn about a certain ascended master or archangel, you can literally go into the index and then find mm -hmm. it and then read about them. And it's so much easier in that way. I think. Yeah. And um, that's funny that you say that because when they, when I said a oh, part of the process and I was like, and then there's more, and then they kept adding things, then they were showing me a card deck and they wanted me to literally just take and copy and paste what was there into this deck. So, but the book, you can do that. I think you mentioned before we started recording, you just kind of opened up the book and you were on a certain page. And that's also what the book is designed. It's kind of like a deck that you can just shuffle and see what, what, how it opens up. 
Yes. I actually learned about that called like Bible dipping. Um, and that's really funny because this could be like, I, I love A Course in Miracles, which I call that like the metaphysical Bible. But I think that yours is um, definitely different than A Course in Miracles. But this is like a course in itself. It, it gives you all of the things. And so, you know what, let me see. I think that we need a message. Okay. So let's <laughs> see. Ooh, Ooh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's page 151 and it says, the more you work with the chakras and your aura, the more you will understand them. Is that not what we've been talking about this mm -hmm. right sorry this one right here mm -hmm. this page it was we were just talking about just understanding it and having that information is going to relieve you of that self-doubt it's going to help you get more connected and so bam like right there <laughs> um and then I think too with it talking about the chakras and the auras as well it okay it's talking about the root and the earth chakra over here, which is so funny because many people that I have dealt with, and I think the same thing with you, is that we're all, a lot of us are ungrounded. We're more like working yes. up in our head energy and in our upper chakras, and we need to come down to earth. So I think it's really amazing that we opened up to these pages. Mm -hmm. I think the angels are also probably saying to, to a big part of before we get into the intuitive abilities and everything else, it's about understanding your energy. It yes. is how do I clear or keep myself grounded or aligned? What is all that? Because you can try as much to, you know, I said connect with them, but if you're off base or you aren't in that frequency or that vibration, and you know me, I don't like to say higher or lower, but if you're not on that kind of that, that level that they speak to or communicate with us. And it's hard sometimes to receive those messages. And then that's when we're in doubt. So all of that is about keeping your energy. I heard this the other day and I love this and I've been using it as to say, protect your energy or clear your energy. And it's not that it is take care of your energy. Ooh, I want to write that down. Take care of your energy. Cause a friend of mine, as I, we were leaving, she just looked at me and she said, take care of your energy. And not a goodbye, not a what it was just like, but it was said with such love. So I said, I'm going to use that now every time. So it's take care of your energy. And that's what that is. And you don't have to necessarily do it through chakras or ores or whatever. I feel with my background, that that's what helps me and will help so many people and grounding, like you said, everything else there, but take care of your energy. What does that look like to you? And that's why I think the angels had it, had you open up to that section. Cause they're like, this is an important part you're missing. <laughs> yes. And I think that too, like whatever you were thinking about, so whoever's listening right now, Whatever you were thinking about when she said that, take care of your energy, what first came to mind? Because that's going to show you what, you know, the angels are really trying to get through to you. And for me, as soon as it says, take care of your energy, to me, it was how much can I do during the day and how much can I give? That's what really came up for me. It's like, you only have so much energy that you could spend in the day, you know? And so it's like, almost like if you keep on doing so, so, so much, you're depleting of that energy. And then you're wondering why you're tired or you get burnt out. That's what came up to me. But for other people, it might be, you know, taking care of yourself, you know, fulfilling your cup, you know? And I'm just kind of curious, Nicole, what does taking care of the energy mean to you? Well, it's been a few days now that I've honestly been thinking about it because I would say it was what you went to at first, which was because you're busy. <laughs> it's just yes. we're, all, we're very busy. But at the same time, you know, it's prioritizing it. And I've been really going back to the energetic and boundaries that I was setting before the book. And that was part of it. I'm super busy. So I want to make sure I'm prioritizing and that was taking care. But I would say now it's about kind of just taking a step back. And I said this to Scott in a listener episode on the podcast and really then reprioritizing what I want this year to be. And that's taking care of my energy. It's not always about doing and going and trying to fulfill. It's about 
taking that step back and observing and not even necessarily engaging almost as if you're, or I'm receiving rather a lot more information and insights by, you know, an example that they're giving me right now is that if you get a million email messages a day, and if you don't respond right away, nine times out of 10, those email messages usually work out because somebody else jumps in or it gets done. But if you wait, then, you know, it's about being present and just letting things unfold without having to do right away. So I know that was kind of more of a complicated answer. But when you asked me, I was like, what does it mean? Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it and it could be different every day too. But yes, I think that there's going to be something that bubbles up to the top, like you said, for your listeners, that something really stands out and that really should be where you focus. Do you need to rest? Do you need to recharge? Do you need to clear? Do you need to ground? Does it need to be all of that? Or is it just about being present? Mm, my gosh, I love this. And I don't know why, but it makes me think of one of the last questions I want to ask you too, because you know, you brought up priorities and that kind of thing. So is there anything that you're prioritizing now? Any projects that you're working on? Any upcoming episodes that you're really excited that to put out there for us to hear? So speaking of priorities, I'm prioritizing the podcast again. <laughs> We've been having, yeah. So for the last, I would say November, December, I had a couple deaths in my family oh. and my dog and actually two dogs that also passed away. And so for me, I, you know, it took a little bit of time off after it was right around the book launch. And so I was just, you know, I want to be present with my family, but also take some time to grieve. And I did not push as many episodes out and I wasn't on a regular schedule and it's supposed to be weekly. And instead of stressing about it. I was like, you know what? It's going to happen. And so that is my next priority. I have already been, I have an amazing lineup of guests, which I think some people are going to be shocked about some of them that are going to be on. And I have been working on that part, uh, just kind of like sending out to the universe if certain people need to be on speaking of course in miracles, that'll be a little bit of a tease for you. Um, (laughs) yeah, Marianne Williamson is going to be on. Oh my God. Are yeah. you serious? Okay. We've only we've only had to reschedule about four times because of the, you know, election. You know, that small little thing that she's on her plate. But oh, I mean, yeah. I'm super I'm super honored because she doesn't do many of those nowadays. So she's going to be on, but I have just and, and so I would say that, but also uh we're doing a book club for looking for angels. Scott's going to be leading that part of it and uh yeah, just trying to figure out what's next. I want to really focus. And this will be a little bit of a scoop for you because I haven't announced this even on my own podcast, but I'm thinking about it. I think after this year, what I'm also going to try and do is start to work with other creators, spiritual creators to help them with their podcasts. Oh, yes. I think that is amazing. And I don't know why, but this card just flashed in my head. I don't know why I get such clairvoyance when I'm with you, but there's- Because <laughs> this... that's, that's my skill. It's like amplifying <laughs> yes. yours. I don't know if that's how it works, but that's- <laughs> Yes, exactly. I'm absorbing your um, your abilities because I'm really a big feeler. That's a big thing with me. But um, today I drew a card and it was called Take the Lead. And it reminds me of that because so many of us are called to like step it up with whatever we're doing currently, you know, to take it to that next level or to go ahead had and actually step into the light, you know, to feel the fear and do it anyways, or feel the doubt and do it anyways. So I think that had a lot of energy to it. I think that we're really excited about that. Um, 
And I love too how you said that priorities change from day to day because, you know, you had to take that time for yourself and you gave permission to yourself, which allows people like us who are listening to you to be like, hey, she was able to do it. You know, even though you have this very successful podcast, you were able to step down for a little bit, take mm -hmm. care of you. Other people can do it too. And so you went through that season and now you're back in the season of starting it back up again. You took care of your energy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I took care of my energy, you know? Yes. And now look at that. You took care of your energy. And now I just feel like you're just like on fire now. And who knows where your energy is going to lead with some of these really cool things that's on the horizon. Oh, my gosh. OK, so one last golden nugget. If you had to share one thing with everybody, like this one sentence or just one little thing that comes to your mind that they need to know about, you know, their angels or their spiritual communication, whatever comes to you, what comes to you? So many, but the thing that they really emphasize, they be my spirit team was how unique we each are, how individual we, we each are going back to, I, I talk a lot about our spiritual DNA because as I was starting this podcast, a psychic story, and the reason why they wanted to share that was those backstories, how people got started, why it was important. And it's because we are so unique. Like Heather can only do what Heather does. I can only do what I do. We all have our own individual personalities, <laughs> excuse me, my voice here, all of our individual personalities, how we all show up. And that is the gift. And it's not to say that we're all special, but yes, it is. We are all special in our unique way, our spiritual DNA. And when we realize that, that allows us to then fully understand and know that we can't be in the dark, that we need to step in the light, that we need to shine our light and spread that to as many people as possible. And that could be your friends and family, or it could be through major platforms, but that's why there's such urgency and all of this. And why does you do what you do too, Heather? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think that's perfect. It just brings me back to the story with my husband where, you know, we were playing the newlywed game and the question was, what does your wife have too much of? And I thought he was going to say clothes, card decks, things like that. And he said personality. And I remember thinking, like, I, I, I was crying, you know, and I remember for months I was just devastated. And I'm like, because I'm not, you know, I have too much, I'm too rambunctious. I'm too this, I'm too that. I have too much, I'm too much for him. And then once I realized, yeah, I am <laughs> like that is me like now I absolutely love it and he never meant it in a bad way it was just that he's the opposite of me and that's the first thing that he thought of is because I'm crazy because I'm loony because I'm all these things and I just you know I don't even know kind of crazy I loved it and so once I absorbed that unique part of myself you know my whole life I would say my whole life changed my whole life got a lot easier because I was like yep this is me I talk fast I talk weird I'm all these weird quirky things and I freaking love it I came down here to be my weird unique self and I love how you just gave everybody permission to be their weird, unique self. And I know that you channeled that from spirit. So thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all this conversation has been wonderful. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to have everything linked in the show notes so everybody can find you. But what is the easiest way to find you if everybody wants to keep in touch? Yeah. A psychicstory.com is the website. And if you're interested in the book, anywhere you can get your books, whether it's your local bookstore, we try and obviously have people go there, but Amazon's probably the easiest. And I would say if you want a little bit more about the book, lookingforangelsbook.com is also our website. And then all the social media uh, assets for me or pages rather are a psychic story. So you can find me on all of them. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us, for sharing so much of your spiritual insight and guidance with us. I know that it's really touched my heart and I just want to say thank you. 
Thank you, one soul sister to another. I appreciate you and everything you do as well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.